Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Knights and Nerds is not just an actual play D&D podcast with an original campaign being played by a group of friends who tolerate each other. It's also a podcast where I, the Dungeon Master, talk about how I'm adapting to the choices the players make, as well as revealing to you, the audience, the complex story and deadly twists that I have in store for my players. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or at knightsandnerds.com. gamers and welcome to Budget Arcade, a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. I'm back, baby. Yay, Cody's, Cody's back. back. Yeah. The one that nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to episode eight, everybody. Well, episode seven Man, for Eight me. episodes. I'm not going to get excited until we hit ten, because then, then that's a nice round number, and then we can call it quits. Actually, now that I think about it... So we actually hit over 500 listens across all of our episodes, so that's a uh, small milestone there. That's yeah. pretty good for being... Uh, Congrats, Scott. For, for being uh, just an upstart company, or upstart podcast, I, I should say. Wh- this is a company? I want to get paid. <laughs> yeah, I wish we were getting paid for this yet. Yeah. I mean, we got to make more podcasts and you know get more stuff from it. But uh, to celebrate it, um, we are actually... I was given a couple codes for a few games, and in the spirit of free-to-play video gaming, we're going to give some of those out. Um, I'm going to set up a, uh, a giveaway. So the first game we're going to give away is going to be Blast Zone Termin- Tournament can't speak for the ps4 um and then the other one is going to be a steam game okay and we'll be also giving away a steam code for the game almost there very good now that that's out of the way all right so we're we done with the main cody things? introduce the game yes i'm back baby today we are doing fire we are reviewing fire emblem heroes it is produced by Nintendo. It is available on Android and iOS. Uh, released on February 2nd. It's a tactical role-playing game. Uh, it's a single-player, but there are a couple multiplayer aspects, which I didn't get to. But uh, I'm sure Scott can speak more to that. So uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, and you know what? Just, just, just for the celebrating me beating back, let's hit it. God, I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, that's the phrase you want to use. Let's get into it, man. Come on. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. <laughs> 
All right, let's uh, t talk a little bit about the gameplay. The uh, gameplay revolves around tactical movement of characters across a grid, uh, across grid-based environments. Um, it's very similar to a lot of the original Fire Emblem games. Um, actually, it's exactly the same. Just on a much smaller um, scale. But it also incorporates a story and characters similar, similar to traditional role-playing video games. Unlike traditional Fire Emblem games, though, death of a character is not permanent. I actually had the original Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance, uh, as believed to Jeff. Is that correct? Uh, did I loan you that one? No, I think you had. I your think own you copy. owe me that game back. I think. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, a little I, bit I'm, past that era, right? Do you still have it? I have it that, still. Yeah, did they I'm gonna color TV back. back then. Yes, they had color TV. You, you bud biscuit. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh remember he, PG he man. Almost said it. We're PG. He almost yeah, said it. G. <laughs> um. Cody, have you ever played a Fire Emblem game before? I have not. The closest I've come to this, and it's completely different. Well, it, besides the grid-based movement being the same, I played XCOM a little bit um, in a game called Mutant Year Zero that's almost exactly like XCOM. Um, but as far as Fire Emblem, no, I've never played one, so I didn't even know that death was permanent. So, there you go. I learned something on the podcast. But it was... I, it, it was I guess you're not going to ask me if I've played Fire Emblem before. I know you've played it before. You, you said it, You said that you wanted the game back. Of course you've played it, you ignoramus. I stand corrected. I was trying to decide if Moron, Idiot, or Ignoramus would be more PG, but Ignoramus sounds smarter on my end. You're stupid! We're just going to completely <laughs> end Cody out of the podcast. It's the only way to ensure... <laughs> We keep our PG rating. Hey, look, this is <laughs> this is why you want me back because I can insult you, and I don't offer much to the podcast. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't know Julian well us. enough last week to yell at him. So, <laughs> who is this True. random old guy yelling at me? My vocal cords are nice and refreshed. I'm looking forward to ranting at some point. Yay! I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be pushing buttons, but uh, but yeah. So this is the first time I played a Fire Emblem game. Um. And it was, it, I, I had fun with it, but um, apparently I'm really dumb, and I don't, I didn't understand a lot how, about how the game worked, and I didn't find out until today, actually, that um, there was a tutorial mode, and I got through the first part, I was like, okay, this starts, this is making more sense, and then I got into some of the skill stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, when you're, when your character's low HP, and these certain things happen, and it gives you like a challenge to complete in a certain amount of turns, and you know, You'll need to let your character take damage in some points. I think I got through like two or three of those, and then I got stuck because I couldn't figure out how to work it, work the skill. So apparently, I'm just a moron. But um, it's uh, but I did I did enjoy it. But a lot, like I said, a lot of it for me was um, putting it on normal difficulty and just like moving, getting high damage characters and moving them in and hoping hoping they didn't die. <laughs> That was my strategy. Just run full force into them. No strategy involved. So there were a lot of similarities between this and the core Fire Emblem series that have carried over. Uh, like Scott said, the grid-based tactical combat. And the other thing that's synonymous with Fire Emblem is the rock-paper-scissors uh, sort of battle system where swords beat... Uh, Swords beat axes, axes beat staves, and staves beat swords. So if you've got an axe character... Staves? What would you call them? Lances? You, you, yeah, actually, lance. A stave. <laughs> it's, called, it's called a stave in the game. Oh! Yes! 
bites for me! Woo! <laughs> um, so the staves... Don't go to Jeffrey. Yeah, so if uh, you see someone who's got a sword, you would send the stave guy after him and you get damage bonuses. There's healers and all this other stuff. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Well, in, in each of the categories, there's different... And this is what I didn't really get into a whole lot. Um, is each category has... So, I like... what It's, it's sword, axe, and stave, lance, whatever you want to call it. But there's several subsets inside of that. So, you're... I just called it red, blue, and green because that's the only way I could recognize it. And um, yeah, so it uh, there's several subsets in that. So like the the red, it has your swordsman in it, but there's also like mages inside of that, and some of them use magics. And there's some for each of them. I think I'm not sure. I was, like I said, I was very confused because I'm a novice. Yeah, there is a red, blue, and green magic class as well as so an archer somebody who's using a bow and arrow has a advantage over flying units and i believe like the mages have an advantage over healers i could be wrong but i I, there there is a lot more like cross you know like the rock paper scissor type of thing that jeff was talking about um the circle of it is a little bit bigger than just the three weapon classes because there's Actually, a couple other weapon classes as well within the game. Um, I think the original Fire Emblem was mainly just the sword axe, stave, lance, whatever. And then some archers as well. And then flying units too. Um, Stave. Stave you in the face if you don't cut it out. Stave. Boo! (laughs) That was awful. Edit that out. He's not going to, you know that. Yes, I'm aware. But yeah, like like I said, I'm I was a novice when it came to this. So when the the only time I really got to experience some of those other classes, like I apparently I unlocked a bunch of them because I did get into the summon thing, which we'll get into in just a second. Um, but I didn't really experience or experiment with the other classes until I jumped into that tutorial. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Well, all right, this guy uses magic. Oh, what the. the this person just turned into a dragon to attack people. That's pretty cool. I don't know what the benefit of that is, but... Um, but yeah, and you also have to think about... You have to look at each character when you attack because there are certain characters... Um, usually the the uh, anybody who has a bow, you can't attack people that are right next to you. You have to have some type of space between you and the, uh, and the enemy. So you have to account for that as well. So mm-hmm. for such a simple system and you know it's it's a it's a small grid because it's uh it's on a mobile game but there is actually a lot of strategy that goes into this let's go into what paying gets you and actually before we do that i'm gonna do a little bit of news about the game um so fire emblem heroes actually um because of the uh microtransaction side of it generated 46.6 million in global player spending in the first quarter for Nintendo's free-to-play mobile gaming division, as reported by Hollywood Reporter, uh, and that was six days ago. And overall, Nintendo's free-to-play mobile gaming division generated $85 million globally. So Nintendo is cleaning up with this. Well, they should have... Because people have been asking Nintendo to get into the mobile market for a while, 
And so we, this is our second Nintendo mobile game, you know, um, and I'm sure it won't be the last because eventually we'll probably have to do Pokemon Go. But you know, they make quality stuff, and once they figure out how to monetize things, people are going to spend money on it. So I want to say uh, we we're talking about what paying gets you. One of the things that frustrates me about free-to-play games, specifically uh, on mobile, is there's all these currencies, like immediately when you load the app up. First thing that happens, I get orbs and I get these red gems and I get something else. And then this, I watch a lengthy video and then I have all these characters on my screen with all these menu options. And so like mobile games in general, when with their free to play models are often just like overwhelming right away. Uh, and I found that to kind of be the case for me because I'm like, what do you, there's so many currencies. I don't. I haven't even played the game yet, and upfront is microtransactions. So well, and like you said, there's 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 a lot. How many how many different types of currencies are there in this game? Because I only know of the orbs, and I know there's something else. Uh, but like there's there's feathers, there's dragon flowers, there's a bunch of stuff to like level up your characters and do different things with them. I didn't understand all of it again. I have no idea, but the actual currency in the game that you can pay real money to get is the orbs. Um, that's used to purchase new characters, um, which is it's one of those uh, as uh, TJ described it, a gotcha system, and that's basically a lottery that you throw in you know you pay I think it's like five orbs to get a chance at one of so many characters within that summoning um, that summoning things uh, pool um, each each one like you, you get I think it's like I want to say it's a, a new one each week that rotates in and out and I believe there's up to mm -hmm. five at a time that you can uh, try to get from their pool. You do, however, get a free summon whenever a new rotation comes in each week, I want to say. I, I, it's been a while. Like I've been playing the game. I was playing it for about a year, and then I stopped playing the game you know, to kind of play other games. But I know that... like. As they rotate in and out the uh, different um, summonings, because they have like different summoning events, you get one free summon each time. And usually you have to pick one of the colors, either the green, the blue, or the red. And then you can pay your orbs to summon a character within that set. It's... Um, but yeah, the uh, the orbs is the main currency within the game. You can also use the orbs to purchase um, a stamina refill, or the the feathers are, if I remember correctly, are used to level up your characters. Um, but only once they are to the point where they can be. So you got 
ratings. So the characters you have, um, you have a three different a star ratings and a five. You got one through five. At least we're, I, I haven't seen a one or a two. I, I haven't seen a one or a two. Is it three, four, and five. Oh, have you? Okay. No, I, no, I've gotten one. I did. I I spent all my so, orbs and I only got yeah, yeah, it's three, a, four, and five. No, they might have taken the lower classes out, but I know there's there's a bronze star which is the one, uh, silver stars which is a two. Um, legendary yeah i think there's like yeah uh, so anyways one two three and four and five um but as you play the game and your characters level up whenever you re reach the level of 35 on a character you have the option to spend your feathers to upgrade the character to the next star rank and i know like you can also take like duplicates of each character as long as they're not the five star character that you can add to the character if it's the same um, level star as the character that you're adding it to it gives that character a plus one um, to their stats but if you use like so many characters like you you can also when you combine the characters it gives them more uh, points to be able to spend on their skill basically the goal of the game is to level up your characters and make them all five star gold characters at level 40 um, but yeah you can once they're level 35 between 35 and 40 you have the option to level them up to the next star rank but you actually get a bonus if you wait until they're level 40 before you level them up um, I believe that was similar within the original Fire Emblem games do you uh, Jeff do you remember that mechanic it's been a long time since I played them so I honestly don't remember that it could be in there but it's just been when did I loan you that game? I remember that they're... <laughs> yeah. Back in the 80s. It was yeah, that's been a years while. ago. Back when we both had... Uh, yeah, exactly. A Game Boy so Advance. it's probably been 15, 20... Right, so it's been 15 or more years since I played I that game. I mean, that game, was before so the DS came out. I honestly don't recall. Well, I know there was a leveling system in that game. But and I and I know that if you yeah. waited till they were maxed out before you well, leveled, well, I mean next, there was a leveling a system. You didn't get a pick where but anything. That was went. the extent of it. So as you level, the character's portrait will pop up, and then it'll show you their stats and which ones have gone up. You didn't really get any say in it, uh, but at least in the original one, you could buy weapons and kind of customize them in that way. Uh, and I played some of the more recent ones, and that holds true. By the way, can we talk about how... It, I hope you like that level up screen, because you're going to see that a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Like, I would see that thing, like... It, you would see it, like, three or four times a match. It felt, had to me, like it was every and kill. Like, any time I killed something, it leveled up. It, it it literally is. It's all... It, if it's not every kill, it's every other... Like, so you get you get experience for hitting people and not dying. Then you get experience for killing them. Well, if you kill somebody... You get experience for being hit. Do you? Okay, well, yeah. So I hope you like that. I don't know. Screen. That's what it seemed and like. That, you'd stand there and be attacked and you'd get a little XP. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I hope you like that level up screen because you can't skip it. And that bugs me so much because it's like, it, it's a pretty... It's, it's, it's probably, it's only like three or four seconds long. But when you do it, several times every mission and you can't skip it it's like okay all right please i just i just want to keep playing just give, give me this give me these stats after we get done like you you can give them the boost during the game just level them up after i'm after i'm done with the map i'm tired of looking at this and that that is one big gripe i had about this game now 
Fire Emblem as a series is known for being notoriously difficult. Mm -hmm. And I found this game, even on higher difficulties, to be pretty easy. Um, Like, I wasn't really challenged at all, especially on normal. It was like cake mode. I just moved things until they died and didn't really have to employ a lot of strategy. Once you bump it up a bit, you do need to make sure your matchups are good. But compared to uh, core Final, or I'm about to say Final Fantasy, core Fire Emblem games, this is super easy to me. And I'm guessing they did that for, well, obviously new people like me where I did that exact thing where I just, I just moved things until they died and hoped for the best because I didn't understand the skill sets. But uh, the only thing I knew was like what beat what because they had the little triangle in the bottom right hand corner. But, you know, I think they did that purposefully on mobile devices. So, you know, heck, I- anybody can pick it up and play it. So even if you have a kid, they can pick it up, play it, have a good time with it. And, you know, even then, if they if they enjoy doing it, they might get money out of it. So, I mean, and then they do have the, what is it? It's normal, hard, and then lunatic was the was the challenges. So, they, they I believe so. They do have harder difficulties for people who know what's going on. Yeah, and lunatic, if you don't, like, if any of your characters die, you lose that round. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That just seems like at a point where it stops being fun. Well, it's it, again, it's for the hardcore people who know what they're doing and they really like a challenge. I like a challenge, but I'm again, this is the first time playing it. I'm stupid, so I'm not going to go do that because I usually had at least one or two people drop every map because again, I just move things and hit them with swords and hope they died. Yeah, Cody, you, you, you have to be stupid. very uh, systematic with your plays on lunatic mode, otherwise you're not going to beat them. Um, I honestly, I don't think I've beaten any maps on lunatic mode yet i didn't <laughs> i'm not ashamed to <laughs> did admit you even it. unlock them uh i think i think you always have the option to play lunatic i could be mistaken but um yeah i, di- I didn't even give it a go i uh i was like yeah <laughs> no no <laughs> all right well we're gonna take a, a short break um just to play some ads for our uh, some of the other podcasts within our network We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. My name is Taylor Eland, and I host a show called Just Think, where I look into philosophy, theology, and other scientific ologies to figure out the underlying workings of an argument. If you would like to learn something new every week while getting both sides of a theory, go ahead and check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Google Podcasts, along with various other networks on Sundays. We're just going to keep talking until I find 15 seconds of pure gold. <laughs> just try not to cuss. Luke, this feels... Well, he, there it is. He said it. We should probably say that we're the rules lawyers at some point, too, right? You are passing through a what lane of talk. I'll start again. <laughs> Do you have your character sheet for <laughs> What? Do you not? Uh, well, love but, but Okay, but, but what, my question, though. Do you have your character sheet? No. Where is it? At home. I forgot that it was not in my book. <laughs> Halfway here. Yeah. <laughs> He's not doing a Guy Fieri presentation. He's trying to make a coke donkey <laughs> Wait for the commotion to escape. Huh? What? What's her? Who's on that? Bill? No, it wasn't me. It's Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye, was it you? It wasn't me. It's my Bill Nye voice. Oh boy! Oh boy! Here comes the aneurysm! I think I got 15 seconds in there. All right, and we are back. 
Um, so let's talk about the replay replayability of this game. It's called Staves. Uh, it's there's actually quite a bit because of all the different uh, classes. There's tons of missions. Good lord, I had trouble finding. And the uh, gonna touch on this real fast. I'll I'll make this quick. The UI confusing. There's so many different places. I, I had a hard time finding where the story missions were just to move through that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, well, I mean, it's similar to uh, Dragalia Lost, where the UI is just like all over the place. Um, but I think that's just synonymous with these types of games, anyways. Yeah, but um, but yeah, there's like there's a ton of stuff in this game. There's a lot of story missions. There's prologues, xenologues, a faux log. I don't know what you would call them at this point. And there's a ton of different story, like many stories within stories. Then you can do the main story. Then there's, I like just there's challenges. There's almost like puzzle thing. There's like puzzle modes where like you get a certain number. I guess you would call it the challenge mode where you get you have like a set set of characters and you have a certain number of turns to beat them and you have to do pretty much everything perfect to make it work. Um, with all the different characters, there's different. There, and there's subsets within each of the four main subsets the red, the green, the blue, and the colorless, which I think is just the bows but you have a ton of different characters within those um, and there's, each one has different abilities and different skills and woo, it, there's, there's a lot of replayabil- uh, replayability there. wow, I cannot talk so I've got the game actually pulled up right now so there's the story maps and you've got the main story, the prologues, tactic, tactics drills, heroic ordeals, multi-map battles. And then you have special maps, and there's uh, multiple maps within that. There's arena duels, which uh, you also have arena and arena assault. And those are mu- the multiplayer uh, types of games, um, which you the only the way you play that is you hit your best team against uh, another player's best team and um, you pick between your your level of uh, your characters with how good they are um, then there's the training tower um, and that's basically just to grind your uh, newer characters to higher levels um, once you've beaten the story mode um, and then there's the events and within the events, there's uh, different events that occur um, periodically. Uh, some of the ones that are Grand Conquest, Tap Battle, Tempest Trials, Voting Gauntlet, with Gauntlet, which is that's uh, probably one of my most favorite ones within the game. And then Forging Bonds. Um, I haven't played that one yet. And then finally, there's the uh, so there's the uh, Aether Raids. It's called. Within the Aether Keeps, and beating those gives you items that can be used to unlock something else, which I haven't even begun to figure out what all that is. So yeah, there's quite a bit of replayability. Just figuring out half of the items that you can gain in this game is enough replayability as is. I think it also is worth mentioning at least as far as i can tell there's no idle timer like a lot of games you kind of have you can do so much for a period of time and then you have to lock your phone 
or pay to sort of advance a clock along that will let you to play again. So as far as I could tell, you could just pick this up and just play and play and well, play there, uh, with all those different modes you mentioned. Well, too. there is a stamina bar, but I'm not sure. I, I never had to... Like I picked up, I've, I've I never got to the point where I tapped it I out. I didn't either. Like I, I sat like, back. It I, just seemed to me like I could just keep when, going. When I first started yeah, playing it, it, yeah, I, I literally sat yeah, down for like two hours. Tap out the stamina bar. You it. can refill it easily. You just pay orbs to refill it. Um, and then there's this dueling swords, which is part of the uh, multiplayer thing. Um, but you get three dueling swords. Once you use all those up, you can uh, pay to. You can use orbs to get that back, but you also have items that will bring that back as well, and you're given a few of those when you start the game anyways. So there is that in there, but like I said, I never tapped it out. I'm, I'm sure like once you yeah. once you get more into it, the heart, I, at least this is what I'm assuming, when you get to the, start doing more raids and the higher level uh, events, I'm sure it costs more stamina, so... People are probably like, what are you guys talking about? Of course there's a stamina bar. It runs out all the time for me. Uh, when you pick it up, you're, oh, you're not going to run into that. So like, if you, if you want to jump in and try At it. At Jay Queasy, let me know about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you would actually have to literally play this game for multiple hours on end to be able to get to that point, to yeah. be honest. And at that point, you've already sunk. And, I mean, <laughs> to me, you've already sunk like four or five hours into the game. So I mean, like you, you've definitely, you've definitely yeah, got and your, your legs asleep from being on the bar. toilet. Yeah, yeah. And those are the people that are actually paying money on this game to continue to play it. The casual player, like all of us, um, who will pick up the game on their phone, like you know, during their lunch break or you know, maybe at night in front of the TV, you're you're. You're never going to get to that point. Which is nice. So, Jeff, do you uh, feel this game gets your seal? So, my biggest problem with the game is that better Fire Emblem is out there. None of it's free, because being that they're first-party Nintendo games, they don't really depreciate in value. But I found, like, playing this, that it really made me want to just open my 3DS and play Fire Emblem Echoes. That being said, it's good for just like short bursts but I'm going to say no just in the long run because I'm not going to pick it up again it was fun for a little just little spurts but to me it's a little too easy or it's too extremely difficult and it just made me want to play a real Fire Emblem game which to me are far superior how about you Cody um and correct me if I'm wrong I'm I'm so this game it it does a lot of with the uh, the characters where it's it brings in characters from past Fire Emblems into this so you, you kind of get that nostalgia effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know I saw Marth who's Marth from Ike and can't remember now. <laughs> well, I, I I saw some of the which more, one the first one Awakening. So I mean I saw some of the more iconic characters that everybody knows because they've either played Smash or they've seen stuff about Nintendo like Marth and Ike and. Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, anybody who's played Fire Emblem before and, you know, they don't really play it much now, or they just, they kind of just like, hey, you know, I, I really want to play a game like that. It would be good for them, and they would, and they would enjoy, like, seeing the old characters, um, being implemented into this, but for somebody like me where, you know, I honestly didn't care about the story, I didn't know anything, so... I didn't care about the story. Um, 
I didn't really have any ties to the character because I haven't played any of the past ones. So I was like, okay, there's a guy with a lance. This guy has a sword. He does a cool flip when he hits him. But, you know, it's easy to pick up, hard to master um, gameplay. You have to really, if you really want to get good at it, you have to pay a lot of attention to what you're doing. You have to learn the skills. Um, I'm going to have to give it a no just because, like I said, for somebody like me, I've never played these games. So I jumped in and... I smack a couple things, they die, and it's fun on, it's, it's, it's almost too easy on the normal mode, because I can just run through and kill things with disregard for any well-being for my characters, but then if I want to challenge them, like, okay, I really want to learn this, I just get, I get absolutely dominated on the harder difficulties, and I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm going to close this for a while, so because of that, um, to me, like I said, it really plays to the nostalgia that you can see the past characters and you can get, you know, pick it up, play a couple maps. It's fun, but it's got to be a no for me. So, I enjoyed the gameplay of this. Um, like I said, I've been playing it off and on for about a year. My biggest qualm with it is it starts to get stale after a while. There's... You know, there's all the multiplayer aspects of it that you can do. But my biggest thing with it is, even though you got the friends list and you can be quote-unquote multiplayer, there's no chat function whatsoever in the game. So the people that you're friends That's with... That's par for the course for Nintendo, though. Yeah. Uh, there's no interaction whatsoever. You're only using their main character to help you, which is... It, it's kind of boring. I, I just... I love the game, but after the amount of time that I've played it, I'm probably not going to pick it up again. It's been on my phone for a while, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, I should just delete this game off my phone. Because I'm going to literally it uninstall anymore. it right now. What's that? No, yeah, I probably will uninstall it fairly soon just, just because. Yeah, we'll just do so it during the podcast. It's I'm doing a, it right now. Yeah, I, no. I would have uninstalled it right now, but it's already uninstalled. <laughs> I only done. kept it on the phone just so I could uh, go into it and look at it for what was on there. But yeah, it's going to get a no from me as well. Um, so this does not get our seal of approval. We do, however, have uh, a couple of uh, commentaries from some listeners. Um, I've got one from a uh, Reddit person, Icy Wolf, Icy underscore W-O-L-F. And he wrote in, he said, I've been playing Fire Emblem Heroes for just about a year now. Well, same as me, so. I was pretty new to the series as it is, but it's been fun to learn the lore of the heroes in a rather quick way. You can customize your units to fit your style of play, whether you like engaging the enemy or just sitting back and letting the enemy come to you. It rat. It's rather easy to pick up and play as well. You get a nice head start in the game with five powerful units to join your army. If I were to rate it from one to five stars, it's a solid four stars. All right, I got one here from a man, Coconut Wizard, who, uh, as you'll see, has adopted a catchphrase of ours. Uh, he says, Fire Emblem Heroes is easy to pick up and run with, even if you're not great at all, excuse me, even if you're not great at turn-based strategy games. 
it's not hard to grab some four or five star units to help you plow through most of the main campaign, but it's still challenging to tackle special events or missions without knowing how to fully, com fully customize your character builds. The art is beautiful and the animations are fluid. And Ear is my is my future <laughs> ex-wife. Yes, I know she's the daughter of death. <laughs> I recommend this game for anyone, even if, like me, you don't have a ton of time to drop on a game. And without any prompting from us, he ends his his commentary with, "Hit it, Coconut <laughs> Wizard." I'm not the I'm not the uh, admin of this uh, Discord, you? but because watch you what do, you say, because next. you said that, I was ashamed that I watch said it. Watch what the you end. say. I'm gonna have a serious talk with uh, Scott about removing you just because you said hit it. Watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll protect you. Yeah, you would. Uh, we do have uh, Merkins here, uh, who also wrote in. I've been playing Fire Emblem Heroes since launch, but I'll be honest, the game is really losing me lately. Uh, while they have added several new modes, they just aren't gripping me. The tab battle mode is fun, but doesn't give good enough rewards and gives no extra rewards for clearing on higher difficulties. The recent uh, Ether Raids mode just feels like another grind that I don't really care to take a part of. Some of my friends and I have noticed that free orbs have been less plentiful lately, but we did get a good amount of free 5-star units a couple of months ago, so it sort of balances out. The gameplay is fun, and the grind can be the grind can be as well, but a real lack of new, compelling game modes almost three years after launch makes it feel like it's on a downward slope. There's a lot of content for new players who are just jumping in, but veterans like me are getting burned out. And I think he pretty much summed up exactly what Scott said. And we also... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, we also had uh, a call-in uh, commentary um, from uh, Elliot, and we're going to play that now for you guys. Overall, I enjoyed Fire Emblem Heroes. I didn't feel much of a pull towards dropping money on the game in order to enjoy it, which I liked a lot. Um, the genre of game in general is just something I really enjoy. I played a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre, um, just like turn-based fighting games like this, I, I enjoy a lot. I thought the gameplay was pretty good for a phone game where it wasn't too intense, but also like in the higher levels wasn't necessarily a walk in the park. I also like if you don't clear a stage, like if your characters all die, that they're not permanently dead, which is good. I know a lot of like Fire Emblem titles are like that, which um, can make like later fights really difficult for me. Uh, what are some things that drove me crazy? First off, the theme song. Holy crap. The theme song never lets you forget what game you're playing, no matter how hard you try. Um, I thought the learning curve to get into the game wasn't bad gameplay-wise, but I did feel like I had no idea what I was doing outside of battles, like how team-ups worked, how the raids worked. Anything that wasn't like part of the main gameplay of the game was not explained very well. You just like randomly like summon people, and I had no idea what I was doing, which colors to really pick. Like, Do I pick the purple one? Because I hadn't read anything about it before I was like forced to do it, so... Overall, I really liked the game, but I thought there was a couple of things that were a little weird. Um, I'm still planning on playing it because I enjoyed it a lot. So, Thanks for letting me give my opinion and uh, keep up the good work. Love the podcast. And we want to thank Elliot for that commentary. Um, you can catch him and his wife actually on their own podcast. And that is Elliot, or sorry, Tessa and Elliot Argue. Um, if you haven't caught that one yet, it's they do an amazing job. They are hilarious. Like I haven't listened to a single one of their podcasts without 
laughing at some point in time. And they're actually a part of our um, uh, network that we're a part of with a few different other podcasts. And that's the uh, Little Gray Boy Network. You guys have anything else to add? Oh, yeah, Jeff, uh, want to tell us what game we're going to be playing next week? <laughs> yeah! So, uh, one thing that Scott mentioned is... Mm. We um, have... You love it. You love Let's it, Cody. It. I'm going to get you a t-shirt. You love it. If we ever do merchandise, um, it's just going to be me in a very begrudging... One thing like, I... Just a just begrudging face, just like frowning while I'm wearing it, and y'all are going to take a picture... We should make a t-shirt with Cody's face looking all pissed off, and it says, let's hit it. Yeah. Anyway, game of the week. So, uh, one thing Scott mentioned is we hit 500 listens, which is awesome, for at least for me. I think that's great. Uh, but our most listened to episode so far, at least as of right now, unless it's changed, Scott, is Path of Exile. Right? Yes, that is correct. Um, so that was a game you that yours truly, that, that was a game that I selected. So now I'm selecting the next game and I'm really going to put it to the test. I'm picking a game uh, for the PC. It's called Brogue, B-R-O-G-U-E. You can get this game free 100%. Uh, you just have to search Brogue in your, uh, you know, Yahoo if that's what you browser, use to search nowadays, Google, these kids. Bing. They I recommend doing Bing Rewards because if you're an Xbox player, you can actually get points for doing searches on Bing Rewards and turn those points into free Xbox Live Gold. Continue, Jeff. Ah, I'll search for that on AltaVista. That's what I use. Um, you don't use Dogpile anymore? I think... I don't even know what that is. I use Webcrawler. <laughs> yes. Um, what is Showing happening? We. I don't understand... Okay, back before television, we had the internet, and you could get on there, and and Ross uh, you went to the these internet. things to search for websites and uh, look for, you know, I don't know. Their piracy wasn't big back then. So, uh, anyway, we look on our social media, uh, at Budget Arcade, uh, and I think Scott will go ahead and post the link there as to where you can download the game because it's not on Steam. It's an open source roguelike. Uh, it's one of my favorite roguelikes. It's probably my favorite roguelike, and uh, it's also available on iPad. I don't know if it's available on iPhone as well, um, and it is free. B R O G U E, broke. And yes, Jeff, currently. The Path of Exiles episode has 142 plays. Ooh, let's do it again. All right. Um, we want to thank you for joining us. If you're listening on iTunes, we ask that you would leave us a amazing review. That way more people can find us and listen to us because we're amazing. You can follow us on Twitter at Budget Arcade. From there, you can join our Discord server. You can send any hate mail to budget.arcade at gmail.com and Jeff will gladly listen to it and he'll be giddy when he does. I will read it. I can't wait for some genuine hate mail. Yes, that's... What do you say, Jeff? That's uh, when you know you've made it? You know you made it when someone emails you to tell you how terrible you are. (laughs) Wow, we have such a positive (laughs) outlook on things. Hey, these people hate me. I must be doing things right. It hasn't happened yet. I think that's why yeah. Jeff and them like me. <laughs> yes. 
Um, music. I, is I'll by say Stimmitz. this: I'll be jealous if if the first piece of hate mail we get is directed at Cody. I'm going to be a little mad. Hey, <laughs> don't hate Jeff. That, that will be kind that's of hate on hate. So that means you like the hate <laughs> that like I don't know. Hate on. Hate. I want to go to bed. <laughs> no. Wrap us up. Uh, music by Stimmage, and you can download his music, not his mucus, at metroidmetal.com. And by the way, Stimmage says he will not be offering his mucus for download. Why are you calling it mucus? Period. Oh, you asked him about it? Yes, I, I asked him about it. You didn't listen to it's the last a call back. episode. Damn it, you don't listen, listen to that exactly. episode, Look, man. How do we get to this many listeners, and you don't even listen to the podcast? Because I'm busy doing other things, Jeff. Like, trying to graduate. <laughs> I've been busy. I'm sorry. That's my bad, guys. I was doing a senior project because I want to graduate college. <laughs> so, Jeff, on well, that, the inside on that note, do crap suck like it, that. Jeff. Uh, edit that out. Or bleep it. Can you bleep it? Download a bleep sound. Yes, I think I can do a bleep sound. <laughs> yeah, bleep it out. All right, this has been a Little Gray Boy Podcasting Network production. And we will see you next week. Game on. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.